0: Welcome in, everyone, to the What Comes First podcast. I'm your host, Keith Canner, and I am super pumped for our guest today. The reason I'm pumped is I will need no afternoon coffee. You just <laughs> you save me five bucks, Joe. Good. Uh, good. <laughs> he's the guy you hate because he brings all the energy in the room. His likability factor is through the roof. My guest is none other than Joe Wilson. He's the founder of Social Coach. It's a platform that allows the real estate community the ability to centralize and communicate out social media across all platforms, compliant in a in a really systematic way, and that's a lot of corporate speak. <laughs> what it does is it makes social media easy, but more importantly, impactful and effective. And really, Joe, I, I, I looked through your, your bio on LinkedIn, just an incredible diversity of work experience. Welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Keith. Really appreciate being here, and uh,
0: our association is awesome. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Before we get started, and it's I'm gonna put all the pressure on you to tell all the stories, but (laughs) I do have one quick story to tell. Back this fall, um, I was really kicking the idea around about doing a podcast, and I I had a lot of doubts in my mind, like who's gonna listen, what impact will I have, will it be a big flop? And I was really nervous, and you sent me an invite. And you said, hey, if you're coming to the Nashville Mortgage Bankers Association convention, let's sit down and record a quick podcast and let's have some fun. And I was like, okay. And so I showed up and you and Josh Pitts, we just had a blast for about 15 minutes. It was awesome. And it was, it was really fun. And while that was fun, it was really afterwards. You both took the time to really give me the encouragement and you really, I was probably 75% you guys closed the gap, uh, pushed me over the edge and here we are doing a podcast together.
1: That's awesome. This is your third one now, right?
0: Yeah. Something like yeah, that. So, like that. Awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool, but I just want you to know how, what an impact you had, have, have had with me.
1: Uh, well, I really appreciate that Keith. And you know, uh, you're, you're a guy I look up to as a, you know, amazing leader in the mortgage industry. And it's, it's, it's fun to be able to share our expertise with one another. And, uh, I, I, you know, you've got all the the right makings of, of doing a podcast. And even if nobody listens, you're creating. And, and at some point, as long as you're consistent with it, you'll get the large audience that you're, you're looking for here. And and that's the point of all content creation in general. And, and, and kind of one of the, the, the main things that I think people struggle with is, is what you identified is that we're concerned about, will anyone listen, is this going to be valuable? Um, and I think the, the message, is yes you are like you you're right to feel that way cuz that's a normal human emotion but each person everyone that's listening to this and and you especially have a great story to tell and you've got you have you are worthy to be able to be out there and and have a presence and people want to listen to what you have to say and it takes very little effort to actually do it the the biggest effort is Ah, uh, the the mental one to like actually get started, and then the the harder one is is to remain consistent with it. Um, yeah. So if, if you can do that, you can make it work.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of like fixed fixed mindset, growth mindset. Yep. The fixed mindset says, "Who am I to fill in the blank?" Like, mm-hmm. "Who am I to do this?" And and really, the growth mindset is me. I can do this and, and you're right. Uh, and I, it's something tells me, uh, consistency is going to be a theme throughout our conversation today. <laughs> Cause that's what it's all about. As I was thinking about what we would talk about today. Uh, while we do lean a little bit into mortgage, certainly on this podcast, yeah. I think what we're going to talk about is really can be, you know, kind of brought across all industries, right? When you're trying to That'll build point. a brand or do things on social media to grow your presence or even get customers and acquire customers. So. If this doesn't feel right, you tell me, but but here's what I here's what I I find people in four buckets, right? Yeah. We have the people that are anti social media. Yeah. Won't have anything to do with it. They've probably already turned this podcast off. They're probably not <laughs> listening anymore. And yep. that's okay. That's okay. Fair enough. So you have that bucket. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people that are just crushing it. Mm-hmm. They're they've got it down. They know their playbook. They're doing it really well. And everybody's looking at them going, wow. And then I'm going to talk, I hope we can talk to the bell curve, which I think are two other groups. And I think it's really the two other groups. And I'm going to kind of frame it up like it's a game, even though it's a high stakes game. (laughs) Uh, We've got people on the bench that want to get into the game. Mm -hmm. They're just afraid. They don't know how. They just need some help. They need some coaching. Uh, And then there's another group that's in the game, but they're not having any results. Yeah. Right? They they keep falling all over themselves. They keep dropping the ball, whatever the, you know, analogy you want to use. And that's where I'd like to really camp out for a little while is those yeah. two groups. Cause I think that's where we could really help people. So whether you're on the bench or you're not having a lot of results, Joe, the social media expert, <laughs> tell us where you start.
1: Well, Um, I think the advice is, is separate, but similar for, for each of those kind of ends that bell curve. And I I think your that analogy of using a bell curve is really important because those two groups of individuals, the ones that will never do anything. And those that are being really successful and, and have invested a lot of time and money into their social media presence are very small. We're talking 5% at either range, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at 90% in that middle bucket. Right. Um, those build two buckets, right? And um, so to take that first example of those ones that are on the sidelines and want to do something, mm-hmm. um, the the advice is you gotta just get started, right? Kind of like we were talking about with the podcast earlier is if you you have to just do something and right? Um, whatever that something is, it's better than nothing. And that's and it's the the hardest thing is getting started with anything, right? I, you know I, I go back to college days and writing essays. Um, or coming up with the idea for a name for a podcast or, you know, try starting my, you know, starting a LinkedIn post from, from scratch, right? Those first few words are always the hardest. You might have a really good idea of what you want, but putting pen to paper and, and starting to execute is really a difficult thing, but it doesn't have to be right. And, and I think that, um, taking that, like demystifying the, the successful nature of, of social media is just getting started with something. And so that can be whatever you want it to be. It can just be a picture of, of, of you saying, Hey, I'm Joe Wilson. And, and this is my first post on, uh, you know, on, on Instagram, right? It's like, uh, you know, Jack Dorsey's first, uh, tweet was, you know, hello world. Right. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, this is my first tweet, right? Like it, it can literally be anything, but it's, it's better to start with something really awful than wait till you think you have everything built properly to, to custom curate yourself so that it's perfect. Perfection is, is, is the, a progress killer. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's, that's the thing is we got to just say like, stop worrying about it and just do something. But on that, you still do have to have an idea of what you want to do. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I I think looking introspectively um, you have to decide what do you want your social media presence to look like? Do you want to use this as a way to drive new business? And if that's the case, then let's take our, like let take a step back and think about just regular sales activities as a salesperson. What do you do every day as a sales rep that makes you successful? Any good coach, any good coach in the mortgage space or sales coach or anybody is going to say, all right, let's, let's make a plan and execute on that plan. Right. Right. I can remember back in the day being a loan officer, and I had a plan of, okay, I'm going to make these 10 phone calls. I'm going to write these 10 emails. I'm going to go visit this this list of of realtors this week. And I don't know what I'm going to talk to them about necessarily yet, but I'm going to do it. And if I do these things, I know I'll have success. It's the same thing with social media, right? I'm going to spend 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes every other day, whatever you can commit to as an individual. Start small. Say, you know what? I'm going to do one post a week. And I'm gonna do a post about, you know, let's just use the the example of, of a loan officer here. I'm gonna do one post. I I can I I can think about 10 or 15 different ideas of, of frequently asked questions that I get as a loan officer, right? What does this fee mean? What is the, you know, what what do I have to do as a first-time home buyer? What is um, you know, the the tax rate in my town? <laughs> you know, like whatever the case is, whatever you get asked all the time. Just keep a little simple notepad on your on your desktop or, or beside your your computer there of, of things that you get asked all the time and then make a post about it. And it doesn't even have to be a video. Don't even start with a video. You go ahead and do that if you feel comfortable with it. But if not, just find an image on, um, on Google or on Canva, which is a great platform, and um, – Write a simple post. Here's a question I get asked all the time: Is you know X, Y, and Z? And here's how I answer it. That's a great post for something that you can, you as a loan officer or or let's let's go out of lo- you know mortgage and to uh, selling cars. Right here are the top ten things that people think about when buying their first car. Or you know, financial planners or CPAs. You can think this this advice works for literally any person who is a salesperson that wants to grow their business on social.
0: Yeah, and and I have a premise here. I'll see if you think this is this is true or not. There's two areas that I personally, if I was going to back to being a loan officer, which I was, but yep. uh, if if I were doing it today, there's two long game plays. That's one working my database like mm-hmm. just like like a madman. And then secondly, social media. But the problem is I think people want those instant results and those two plays aren't instant results.
1: Oh, right. neither one of them, right?
0: Right. right. Yeah. And no good
1: things things come instantly, right? It takes hard work and persistence. And like we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier, consistency. Um, But it's not just about posting either, right? And this is the part that where you can have some instant gratification a lot of times, um, is, you know, there, there are other activities that you can do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis that can help you grow your social media presence on top of posting. And while posting is important, you know, you think about your, your profile, let's just take Instagram. For example, someone taps on Joe Wilson and they look at my profile, what are they going to see? Are they going to see that, you know, I'm this you know, the founder of social coach and that this is what social coach does, or are they just going to see, a bunch of random pictures of my kids um, and not really know what's going on. Right. So think about that as, as your own professional resume and it's important to have personal and professional on there, but like people should know who you are and what you do right Mm -hmm. at first glance, no matter where they are. But here's, here's the point of where I was getting at is um, having your profile set up. That's easy. That's like simple. Anybody can do that. Um, Posting is a little harder, but the easy instant gratification thing that you can do is engage in other people's content. Yes, sir.
0: I'm glad and you got to this.
1: You do a very good job of this, Keith. And, and I know we exchange a lot of comments on each other's posts, and I love that. Um, but that is, it's so simple, and you can do it any time of the day, um, anywhere, at any time, and you don't have to be professional. You can just be doing it while you're laying in bed, you know, waiting for your spouse to come to bed because they're washing their face still, right? Like whatever the case is. but I I follow a simple method every day and I go through and I, I find at least five people's posts to like, I I comment on at least five people's posts and commenting. We could talk about commenting a little later, but there's a, a, you know, you can always find something engaging to comment, right? It's not just a, an emoji of a thumbs up. It's something a little more meaningful. Um, and then, so, I like five people's posts. I comment five people's posts and I send five direct messages to people every single day. And, <laughs> um, and some days I don't do it to be candid <laughs> with you, but that's okay too. Right. And, 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 but as long as you get back on the horse to do it again, um, but sending those DMS and it's, and it doesn't have to be about business. It could be to a friend or a colleague, but it's making those connections, spreading your name, your face, your presence on social to people every single day. If you just do, what, those are 15 activities every day and it takes you 15 minutes, that amplifies so widely so fast that there's sure to something to come of it in a month or two months or three months. Uh, but it does yeah. take time and it's not instant. But that instant gratification you get is, like, if I comment on your post, Keith, I know you're going to respond to me, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so I got your attention, right? Yeah. And so think about this from from a from a personal perspective you and you can get very strategic with this on whose posts you comment on right if i'm a loan officer and i want to get susie the realtor to work with me i'm going to find susie's posts every day and i'm going to comment on her posts right and likely she's going to see that
0: and remember oh yeah joe does do loans i should give him a chance this time yeah, yeah i couldn't agree more it's about building community right yeah. i think that's a good word if you're going to build community like where you live let's say it can't be all about a one-sided conversation right you, you're building an online community so if all you're doing is posting that's a good start yep. but you have to get out there and engage with people and show them that you that you care about them that you're interested in them you want to help them succeed and and trust me the reciprocation is there i can't I just can't begin to describe how much success I've had on LinkedIn in a very short amount of time by doing exactly what you say. Yeah, posting is important, but it's really the engagement that yeah. I'm doing that where the magic is.
1: And it's magic in a sense that you get the individual – that has the post you're helping them out and you're getting their attention, but guess what? Everyone else is seeing that Keith Cantor commented on the, on someone's post, Right. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen this happen with you too. It's like people then respond to your comment and right. then all of a sudden, and then you may, you can reshare that with your own thoughts as well. And what's neat about that is you are, like you said, you're building a community. It's not about getting followers. It's not about you know treating this as solely a business opportunity and trying to get loans or deals out of this. It's
0: about building a community and and being part of that community, and that's how you really grow it. So with that being said, I think that leads into a really good question. So we we've talked about getting started, being consistent. Yeah, you know, we post, but we also engage. Then. What type of content, because do I put personal content out? Do I put professional content out? Where's that balance? It's a great question.
1: Um, and that's one that I think everybody asks um, all the time is like, okay, should I post my personal stuff on my my professional pages, right? And, right. and it depends. There's no really good answer because it really just depends. And you have to ask yourself – before you post anything, like, A, is this valuable? B, is it, is it respectful? Right? Like you need to like, before you, you go do a picture of, uh, you know, <laughs> storming the Capitol, you know, on January 6th, and I'm sorry, if that was a trigger for anybody, but like, might not be a good idea to post that on social media, right? Like you might rub somebody the wrong way. And and that's true, you know, politics, religion, you know, like hot law, hot topics that people that can rub people the wrong way. And I'm not saying don't be you. I'm not saying, you know, avoid your first amendment rights of, of freedom of speech. That's not the case at all. It's like, just remember, like, this is, people will see what you post and even if you're not connected with them, they may see it. And what you put out there, your, is, whatever you post is your digital footprint and it is your resume, whether you think it is or not. Mm -hmm. Um, a really interesting stat the other day I read was like 60 plus percent of consumers will hunt you down and, and stalk you on social media before they do business with you. Wow. And that's incredible, right? Think about that as, as you know, like I, cause consumers want to know who they're working with. They want to know that, um, you're a real human being and that, um, that you're not some psycho that's going to ruin their home buying process. Right. But that can also, so you don't want to offend them. You don't want to make them feel concerned that you're not going to handle their, um, they're properly. But on the flip side of that too, you can, by showing more personal side of you, you're creating a connection point with people. And this mm-hmm. is a people business and it will always be a people business. And by showing your more personal side of who you are, your family, your likes, your, you know, your, your activities that you do, those are ways that get people connected to you. So I we got a a, a fun story here. Like I, I have a, a one of our clients, um, one of the loan officers at that company. Um, she's really into corgis, the the little the dogs. Oh, the dogs the yeah. mm-hmm. And so in all of her posts, she ta- um, she uses a hashtag like corgi mom or something about that. And yeah. she so it always shows up in her. You know, she, she's always talking about her corgis. She's always doing this. But like what has transpired then is anybody who has a Corgi that is looking for a loan is thinking about this gal right. and she's going to do business about it, right? And that has nothing to do with mortgage. It has everything to do with her passion, which are these dogs. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the point of social media is, is to show your whole self so you can have those connection points to, to make a stronger bond that people will want to do business with you even before um, they're ready to do business with you.
0: They're, yeah. they're like, it's going to be with you. What a great point. Um, you know, whether you're a dog person or not, nobody <laughs> hates dogs, right? Like, right, right, Everybody <laughs> loves dogs. And, and you know, it's it's certainly not identifying with something that would turn off a segment of the, the popu- population from doing business with you just because somebody likes dogs, right? It's actually, it enamors people to you. Mm-hmm. And as you were thinking talking through that whole thing, I was just thinking about balance, right? Like, yeah. if you're going to be on Facebook, you can lean a little more personal, right? Mm-hmm. Instagram, things like that. I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and I try to keep the majority of my stuff on LinkedIn, uh, professional, but that being said, the posts that have actually gotten the most engagement, the most likes, the most views have been the personal stuff I've put on Mm -hmm. there. And again, I try to limit it because I know kind of the purpose of what LinkedIn is. But the very first post I put on there back in August to really kick up and start this LinkedIn journey was me walking my daughter down the aisle, had had over (laughs) 25,000 views, you know, 400 likes, you know, a couple hundred comments or something like that. I don't know. It was crazy. And I haven't had that engagement since. Yeah. Right. And it was a personal post. And, um, so you just want people to see you as a human. You want to, you know, they want to see that you're real, you're authentic, you're being true to yourself. And, um, you know, I think that's the way you could really start to build an authentic platform speaking to the audience that, that you want to engage with.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think there's actually even a, a, your, your point is, is, is perfect, right? It is that, that balance and, um, First of all, as, as a, a a father with a daughter, like that's that moment, like it actually like brings a little tear to my eye because I like I, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> my daughter's only fifteen, but like I can see that it, that's an emotional connection point, right? Like that's real. I mean, it's uh, the connection between father and daughter is is really really strong, and uh, that that gets fantastic engagement. I've I've had similar things, not obviously that specifically, but um the top performing posts of all time of anything are more personal like that on linkedin mm-hmm. yeah and there there is a strategy behind that you can that you can actually use when you think about the type of content that you post in creating that balance right so this is like you know that level 100 stuff is just just put something out there level 200 is be consistent level 300 is mm-hmm. like let's start to think strategy around the types of posts and the outcomes that we're looking for so on LinkedIn specifically, and I want to talk about Instagram on this same topic here um, after this, but on LinkedIn specifically, you posted that picture of, of you and your daughter walking her down the aisle mm-hmm. served a purpose. Um, it served a couple of purposes. One, it showed you as a human that you got a family and that your family is important to you, and that's a great connection point. But the other the other side of that is those more personal, intimate things actually get a lot more reach and a lot more views. Um, And so when, when you think about things to post and, you know, each different post has different goals, those more personal posts are great for the goals of reach and getting new followers, right? Oh gosh, I, I know Keith, I see him at these conferences all the time. I should follow him, right? Right. That's, that's what, that's the goal of that is to expand your community online. Um, And then you and then you have thought leadership type posts where you can write articles or mm-hmm. um, just even simple posts that, that talk about, um, you know, your expertise and show who you are as what, what you're doing. Right. And then there can be other ones that are more fun that just are more connection points or interviews like this that, you know, this is, you know, doing podcasting. One of the reasons why people love to do podcasting is now the two of our communities will see this content together. Right, And it's so all the people that follow Joe Wilson are going to see Keith Cantor and all the people that follow Keith Cantor to see Joe Wilson. And we have a lot of mutual connections, but there's still a lot that we, that we are connected with that are not. So in, in working with other people and, and doing joint content, it's a fantastic strategy to show thought leadership and get a broader reach. Um, and so the same thing is for, you know, uh, each platform and, and,
0: um, you're going you know, to touch on Instagram. Yeah. Let's talk about Instagram. Just really I don't know quick. that one very well. Yeah. I'd love to hear
1: Um it. Instagram Instagram is a funny thing. Um the stats that we see from um the the posts that get the most engagement for loan officers, you know, through all the the people that are on social coach, um actually Instagram is like what we're finding is the number one platform for loan officers to be on right now to get wow, I didn't get, know that. Yeah, to get business, but more importantly to connect with realtors. Mm. Um but each different type. There's a lot of different ways that you can you can post on Instagram. There's there's your post feed. You can go live. You can do stories, which are short little uh, blips. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Instagram Reels, and Instagram Reels right now are are it's short form video, so like TikTok or YouTube Shorts. But Instagram is really pushing hard on the views on Reels. And you can get like, so the same thing as you posting that, that photo of you and your daughter walking her down the aisle is doing a, is, is translated into doing a reel on Instagram and doing a short form video has the same application of, it gets a very, very broad reach. Um, I'll tell you a personal example. I did a, a really dumb dad joke and that dad joke has over like close to 2 million views on it. Wow. Like two million people have seen me (laughs) tell this stupid dad joke. And honestly, it was my phone in my kitchen, like leaning over the kitchen counter, telling a dad joke to my kids. Um, And like that's that's crazy to me. But it grew my follower base and it got it, it, you know, and it got more people to know who I am. And then when they came in, now they're going to see other content about what I'm really here for, right? So you can utilize those different strategies as you get more you know, into social media to leverage the different things that you need, right? If I need more followers, I'm going to do short-form short video or more personal posts on LinkedIn. If I need to bolster, like, get more actual deals once they're in, I'm going to post more educational or thought leadership content. So every piece of content has a purpose. And um, the more you do it, the more you kind of figure out what works for your community specifically.
0: Yeah. And there's so many tools, uh, you know, online or experts and things you can follow that will give you the prompts and the direction needed to build content. But I'll just put it out there to anybody listening. It's just like everything else. You've got to put in some time and work. You've got to be intentional with your work. You've got to put some time in. You've got to bring your creativity to the table. And it's back to that kind of growth mindset, fixed mindset thing. You know, I think one of the fixed mindsets we think is I'm not like them. Yeah. Right. And it's not really about being like whoever it is on social media. That's just killing it. It's about taking what they have done. Yeah. You can take their attributes and their path and their tactics and their strategies, and then just inject you, yep. um, you know, bring your authentic self to some of the methods that they have used and that's how you kind of get started, but don't think that you can just post a few times and you know, you're going to have, you know, <laughs> 200,000 followers. It just doesn't work that way. Keith, I can't tell you how many people have, have told me
1: after like a month of posting, Oh, it doesn't work for me. Social social media doesn't work like this is terrible. Like I, I'm, I'm quitting and it's like, well, well hang on there. Let's slow your roll a little bit. What kind of results are you expecting after posting three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it
0: is. It, and that's, that's, that's all good things take time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's flip over just, uh, as we, as we kind of close out, you're a yeah. social media guy. <laughs> um, we, we've all seen the, you know, social dilemma. Um, yeah. we've, we've seen, we know that we kind of know the dangers. I think sometimes I think we, we fall into them, but, uh, we know the dangers and the positives of, of social media. Where do you fall on that, from a personal standpoint? Where do you, kind of, how do you live your life in the social media world?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think it's changed throughout the years. Um, And and on the social lemma, that that movie on or documentary on Netflix, it took me a long time to actually sit down and watch it because I was afraid of what I was going to hear. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be told that social media is bad and that you know it's like you know because that's literally my livelihood with this technology company, right? um but i ended up watching it and and really found it interesting and validated a lot of some of the research that i've been reading about it social media can be amazing for you if treated properly right and you brought this up earlier the balance in all things and you know we can use the other phrase like moderation in all things right and with social media for you as a, as a professional um, when used properly can, can change your world, right? It can, it it can take you from a small producer to a great producer when, when used properly and consistently. Um, it can be a great thing for you to connect with people in your community and to highlight your experience. It can be a great thing for you to find um, new people to connect with and for new restaurants to try. And like, there's a really, a lot of really awesome things that come with it. But there's also a really dark side of social media as well. And I think we have to like we're I'd be remiss not to talk about that. And um you know, as a parent of 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 teenagers and younger children, um I often get asked um by them, um you know, when they can get on social media. and I get asked by parents of my kids' friends, you know, like, hey, what do you think about this? And and it seems counterintuitive for, for someone who has, you know, a livelihood based on social media to have this stance, but I don't let my kids on social media and they're not mm-hmm. going – and it's not going to – and they, they have cell phones and all that kind of stuff. I'm not like this super prude you know mentality, but like – uh, we're very cautious with it because there are there's if you just if you just Google us really briefly you're going to see study after study after study of the detrimental effects of of long-term use of social media, particularly in young people, and um, it's because and you think back to when you you and I were growing up, um, we didn't know what, when our friends were getting together without us right we didn't know right. all the wonderful vacations that people went on and do all these things. We just kind of were blissfully unaware of 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 life, and we still had our own struggles of of not feeling like we're good enough, or or you know that we're missing out on all these different things. But that is amplified to the nth degree now, when you all you see all the time are these perfectly curated posts by all the people around you, having seemingly a much better time with zero problems. Right, and it's a particular concern with our youth, and and when you know, as as children are developing, their brains are not fully developed until they're well into their twenties, right? So having those negative emotions and thoughts at a younger age is is very detrimental to their their success, long term success, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, um, and uh, you know, in in all senses of the of the phrase. So I think there's just you know, the big caution is. You know, just make sure that you're using it properly, right? and And you can abuse it, and I know a lot of people do abuse social media in general. Um, but I, I think that when used properly, it can be the best thing for you. And it's just it has to be used thoughtfully and
0: intentionally, yeah, absolutely. Everything with balance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on today. Uh, maybe we can get back together for sure uh, soon. it's It's been really fun. I've learned a lot. I've learned I might need to jump on Instagram. You I, do, uh,
1: uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get your account set up and let's get connected today.
0: I mean, like literally, <laughs> I did not know that was the number one platform for uh, mortgage professionals. Uh, I imagine Facebook is probably a close second, but uh, but uh, wow, me on Instagram. What about that? And <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing the story about how Social Coach has filled the void, and I'm really proud of the results you guys are doing. Really happy for you. And uh, thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Keith. I appreciate it.